G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and this week I am joined by a good mate of mine. He's been on the show a few times. Welcome back to the show, Zanks. Hef, great to be here. It's fantastic that you're able to visit uh, States Mate HQ here yeah. in the fantastic city of Melbourne. I was, was going to ask, how is the team at the, AFL the, Stats the, Mate going? The team working hard, feverishly over the preseason, yep. um, really banging out the CBAs as best as possible. But yeah, the, the hard working team yeah. here at uh, State I Mate. do notice you tweet out that the team is working on things. How many how many team members do you have now? Well, we have a team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have a team. No, it's uh, it's a, an illustrious team. <laughs> Sorry, love. I threw my sip of coffee there. It is uh five thirty in the afternoon in in uh, Victorian time, um, Eastern time. I'm in Melbourne. I'm basically on tour. Thanks. I'm kind of a big deal these days. It, it, so what did you, I'm guessing they flew you, someone flew you in business class today. Not or? business. I think I was in row twenty F, window seat two. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, come over to uh, film some content with the uh, Marmalade Boys. Yeah. How did that all go? Ah, well, until we were kind of um, accosted by. Um, a crazy person in the park. I shouldn't say crazy, but yes, um, he was- So just a normal Melbourne- Yeah, just a normal Melbourne day, really. So yeah, we had to cut one of the uh, skits we were filming short and run away. But apart from that, uh, it went okay. You are king of the TikToks, F, so- Well, I don't know. I was with the, the king of TikToks today, I think. But uh, yeah, no, it was good fun. Um, look out on our socials for a, for a bit of content coming away uh, with those boys there. But anyway, Zanks, this is the biggest show of the year. So how privileged do you feel? I feel extremely privileged. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing to be here. Yeah. And I think it's about time someone held you a little bit more accountable than the love fest that's just been going on between you and yeah. the 65 other podcasts that you've been on lately. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think um, our league's group chat needs it wants a bit more anger, a bit more fighting, a bit more, a few more arguments and things like that. Accountability, I think, is the word that they're looking for. Oh, look, no, anyone can call me out of my accountability. I think I'm fine. But uh, yeah, look, um, look, we'll get it going. <laughs> this is, I don't know where this is going, but uh, yeah, I'll just plug a few things uh, at the top. So um, we got a live show coming up on April 5th at the Elephant British Pub in Adelaide. Uh, yeah, over Gather Round. So if you're in Adelaide, over Gather Round and you're free on the Friday afternoon at around three o'clock. Uh, yeah, come check it out. Come say good day. We'll be putting on a bit of a live show. I bought my tickets. Good on you. Yeah, I'll even make you pay for them, which is yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing I'm really looking forward to is in our home league. Yep. Uh, the person who the coach that came last was unable for a couple of different reasons to take on their punishment. Yep. So they're taking on their punishment on that day, which is to to get dressed up. So it's going to be. Great for someone to be able to, you know, get if everyone can get stuck into him on the day, that would be fantastic. Yep. So yeah, we'll have look out. You, you won't be able to, you won't be able to miss him. Uh, we won't give away what the costume is, but he'll be dressed up uh, <laughs> as something at the live show. So yeah, make sure you're around because you probably don't want to miss that one out. And make sure you get a photo with him and uh, yeah, put it on the socials or whatever. So Great. make sure the world sees it. Um, also, with some of our bonus resources, just the mock draft simulator is being updated daily at the moment because um, I know everyone's kind of drafting between now and uh, next week. So again, use the ADP list to help you assess the value of players and uh, yeah, make sure you don't go too early or too late on players and you know pick up some bargains there. And the only other thing uh, is I will try to get around to some re-ranks this week. I think with all, I think things are starting to simmer down as we kind of ease into the season. So I'll be hopefully be able to get, uh, get some re-ranks done. I'm not sure. There's absolutely no chance Kay's re-ranks any of his players, so he's right the first time. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was right anyway. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I'll see if Parch wants to do it. We'll wait and see. But um, yeah, I'll try to get something at least mine. I'll touch them this week and see how they go because there's been a few injuries and things like that since, and some players are probably sitting too high, and there's been some poor performances, and they need to be dropped down as well. All right, that'll do with the uh, stuff around the top of the show. Let's get into the podcast. All right, the first game of the round seemed like an age ago, but uh, was it last Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, geez, Monday now, so almost a week ago, and that was Collingwood versus Richmond. So, Zanks, do you have any takes from this game? Uh, yeah, Collingwood seemed like they were pretty much full strength, really only Jeremy uh, Jeremy Howe and the cl- club games record holder in Scotty Pender were missing. Um, probably the, the biggest call out I sort of saw was that on average – uh, the Pies last year scored around 1,550 fantasy points, where here they scored well over um, 1,700. So it was a really big jump up. Even last year against the Roos, they scored 1,660. So there was lots and lots of points on offer. Um, and so maybe some of the points may have a little been a little bit 
a bit of a jump up yeah, compared okay. to where they would have normally been. Fair enough. Good sleuthing. I wouldn't have even noticed that. So well done for checking that out. Um, some players that uh, caught our eye. Well, caught my eye, and you're going to comment on them. Patrick Lipinski, uh, 106 points. So he's had two big preseason games now. I think the amateur stats stat- statisticians last week had him at 100 as well, had 106 this week too. Um, yeah, I just like what I've seen this preseason. He's scoring without CBAs too, so he's playing between the forward. Kind of rolls into the stoppages in the midfield and does some work around there. And he's kicking a few goals there as well. So really liking Lipinski at the moment. I think given the scarcity of forwards, he's going to be a pretty handy one to pick up in your drafts. Wasn't too sure where he'd go, but um, yeah, it's all right. I guess in terms of like their defenders... Um, um, all the defenders seem to score way more. So I'm not sure. Like, is there just more points with, you know, Collingwood, in Collingwood's defense with Dacos in the midfield? Or was this just a game where Collingwood are on top? Um, are we seeing a different style of play from Collingwood? What are your thoughts? feels like they just simply had a lot more of the footy just to flick around. So um, and probably more the call out that they score more than what their normal average was last year. It might be that there is a little bit of a different game style, but it, it feels more like the opposition uh, and their ability just to really flick the ball around. And I think probably that if there is going to be someone that has uh, – a more of a pickup in defence. It is probably the next guy you're going to talk about um, who may be the beneficiary for that. Yeah, so Braden Maynard had uh, 93 points. Noticed a, a few kick-ins. I, I wasn't really going to mention these guys too much because, yeah, I just noticed that, like, you know, John Noble had 82 points. He had a few kick-ins. Oleg Markov had 82 points as well. Um, I think there's another. Isaac Quainer had 95. Yeah, I just noticed the defenders went a lot bigger than normal. But So I can't really put my finger on it, but you reckon there's some, something to like about Braden Maynard, do you? Definitely. He's more likely to be the one that's probably going to get the the footy flicked around through there. feel like if he if he has just a, a similar type of season to what he did last year, he'll be ranked in the top 40 backs, which means that he doesn't really have to go too much. And if he does get a little bit more footy because of Dacos being missing, he's definitely worth um, being able to place into your, into your defense. Yeah, I don't mind that take. Um, just a few other players from that game. So Charlie Dean had 63 points from 37 time on ground. I think all the classic coaches are on him because he's very, very cheap, but um, I'd like to see it happen in yeah, a real I, game. I'm not really sure if he's yeah. probably going to be best 22, but the, yeah. probably one of the big call-outs, I reckon, and we might get to a question a little bit later, is what are the, the trends coming out of the preseason is just the sheer amount of classic talk about some players <laughs> when, when really they're great for that game, but they're probably not going to be someone that you you take in your drafts. Yeah, I think that's something Yeah, we see pretty common each year. The other one's Finlay McCray. Low, uh, McCray, low time on ground, only 36% and had 28 points in there. So um, still, you know, for that low time on ground, still scored reasonably well. Any fears with him, do you think? Or do you uh, think it's just yeah. a loading thing coming into the season? Def- definitely don't feel like he's is, uh, as close to best 23 as what I think a lot of fantasy coaches, especially those in the classic community, we're really hoping for. Yeah. Um, it, it, if you've got him later in the draft, I understand. Stand, but I think it's probably just about where you can try and find him at a value sort of pick. Yeah, I don't know. I'm neither here nor there. I think there is um, uptick for him, especially given that he's listed as a forward. I think he's going to be pretty handy. Um, but yeah, it just depends on... Like Collingwood weren't the greatest fantasy side last year, and I don't see him being a huge scorer. But you know, if all things go well, he could average a 70, and that'd be really handy for a forward. So yeah, if, you, sort of if he's your F5, it's yeah. not the worst going around. It's probably going to be most people's F2 or 3, to be honest. But <laughs> anyway, um, Shea Bolton had 72 points. Um, he just had more time forward. Are you, are you worried about that at all for coaches? I feel like he's probably the guy that's a little bit more load-sharing than than the other guys that you sort of mentioned before. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about uh, – okay, what about Sam Naismith? So Nanks injured, isn't he, for the first – uh, at least the first couple of weeks, yeah. from what I've read. So he played like a ruck forward role. Who's the other? Samson Ryan, the other guy. Yeah, he's, not, he's just not ready to, yeah. to play full-time ruck where yeah. Naismith has the body and the capability as so, well as the craft to do it. Essentially, if you got if you own Nankervis, you need to handcuff him to Naismith at this point in time. So, uh, 100%. Yeah, so that's one there. Um, Liam Baker had a halfback role, 73 points. He's listed as a forward, so that's the role people want him to play. I guess the only issue with him is that he flip-flops every year between forward and back, so who knows what he's actually going to end up as. But just needs that little bit more of consistency. I think he's yep. very fuldable. 100%. Um, Dion Prestia, the meatball, 40 points from 55% time on ground. So he'll slide in drafts because he only averaged 75 last season. So I guess the question is, can he stay fit for an entire year? I think I know the answer to that as well. Probably no, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> does he need to stay fit for the entire year if you're getting him that later in draft? No, he doesn't really. You just need him playing in round 24 and you're, and you're good to go. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's I think he's a good sliding op- slider option. So yeah, it could take him later on in drafts. He's one I like. Thompson Dow, 57 points. He had that midfield role. 
Don't think he has a high ceiling, though. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. He's definitely feels like he has that middle ground level of scoring. Uh, possibly could have become that third banana um, when Prestia does eventually hurt himself, but probably not one of those guys that's going to have a really large sort of ceiling. Um, the other guy I probably wanted to sort of look at was the the Jack Rosses. I've heard held him in, in other years and it feels like he's the one of those ultimate cheese, him along yeah, with um, Jack Graham. Yep. Um, I'm not really sure we can probably read too much into ha- only having 20% time on ground for 25 points, but um, feels feels like he, he's probably one of those guys. You'd, you'd rather let someone else be his problem rather than... Oh, his. 100%. And like, yeah, look, everyone's, he's, I don't think he's going to get inside time. The only really role is on the wing. But then you got Pickett and McIntosh that look pretty settled there as well. Yeah. So you got Dusty Hopper, Prestia, Dow all ahead in the midfield. Like it's it's pretty hard for him to get in there. Only flag I might throw about Pickett is he obviously has a court case. That's true. Pending, so yeah. maybe fitting in that direction. Even so, well. he's only listed as a midfielder, isn't he? So he's not true. really going to offer that much value off that wing. He will score like Pickett probably. Um, Cullen versus Melbourne was the next game. Uh, I actually watched this from the Elephant British Pub where we're having our. Is there an uh, event going next, on there? No, no, not at all. Um, there was an event next door, a fringe show I was going to. And um, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a good story, I guess. Um, I asked for a beer. They poured me the beer. And then I tried to pay for it. And the card machine wasn't working on phones. Oh, what a shame. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I don't want to go somewhere else for a beer. So, but I guess I will because I want to have a beer. And they're like, just have the beer. So they gave me a beer. So I got free beer from the Elephant British Pub. It's all up. turning up here for It really moment. is. So everything's going really well. Um, we're speaking here as uh, Zanks has a, a wrestle with his dog, his two-year-old pup named Milo, and he's not leaving us alone. So if you hear some uh, – not that I'm a problem with Jingling in the it. background. Yeah, if you hear some jingling in the background, that's what's going on. <laughs> Harry Mackay had uh, 106 points in this game. Um, he's just sliding down draft uh, draft boards. Like, if he, he's a value pick as long as he can kick straight. He hasn't kicking woes in this game, but... He nearly missed his foot. Yeah, I like, know. <laughs> uh, there's, there's kicking woes, and then there's this guy is getting paid, you know, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. I and know. he nearly missed his foot. I know, but still, I feel like... Do you get the three points if you miss your foot, Hef? Well, yeah, I know you don't. I don't know. You don't. I don't. You think you get the three points? But he scored 106 points whilst almost missing his foot. So, you know, like with the scarcity of forward options, I think he's one so that you should they, consider. They did target him more than Charlie Kerno. So yeah, interesting. It, it did feel like he there was lots of opportunities for him. I've never been a big fan of uh, key forwards anyway. Yep. But the the biggest challenge with him is they can easily flip flop to to Kerno on their day as well. But yeah, oh no, they're going to go up and down. But I'm thinking. I'm thinking more as like a streamer type where you're taking like he's someone you generally could take as like an F4, F5. True. And still go okay. Um, George Hewitt, uh, 94 points. He was high up in the CBA usage. No Walsh, obviously. Is Kennedy still best 22? Does he come back in the side? Uh, I feel there? Hewitt's ahead of Kennedy. Yeah. Um, well, then I'll probably rate him a bit higher this season. I think he can bounce back. Mid only still. Yeah, still mid only. Yeah. But still, I think he's like one of those good players to fill out your uh, midfield from like M5 onwards. So he's not a bad option there. Um, so yeah, p- people will be sl- letting him slide late. So make sure you well, yeah, have a look at him anyway. Brody Camp, he's one of your boys, isn't he? Yeah, I like him. Yeah. D- didn't uh, didn't get him this year. He went... Oh, um, you had to put him back because yeah, of the new rules, yeah. Because of these new rules that our commissioner has so wisely implemented. So but that's m- part of that challenge. Has really improved the competition. Well, I mean... <laughs> well, no, we will As long as... We we'll won't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always been a massive fan of him. Um, yeah. it, he just has that great body size. So whether yeah. he's playing intersecti- interceptive defense, it's yeah. going to be interesting. Um, Time will tell. He's not the player I'd typically like for fantasy, but yep. he always seems to pop an 80 every second week. So yep. good bench streamer um, or loophole option if you go. I assume Carlton have a lot of Thursday and Fridays because they're a high-drawing team. So, yeah, there might be a, a good one to um, have just for that last back, back line spot to loophole on. Speaking of option. my boys. Oh, Tom DeConing. He had more um, <laughs> ruck time than Mark Pitnett this week. What do you make of that? Uh, it's going to flip-flop. Yeah. Continually, I see them rucking together. Seventy to eighty points is probably going to be that area. But if you if you don't get one of the top five or six rucks and you go super late in drafts, he's he's fine and serviceable. He's not the he's not the top of his line, but he's definitely if you position other areas, then you can and prioritize them. Then he's fine. Yeah, no, I I somewhat agree. Like he's. He's going to be like in a twelve-team league. He's got to be on the field somewhere. Like so, you know, 
Teams have got to have these kind of players. Um, moving on to some demons. Tom Sparrow had 113 points. I think that was helped by three goals, I reckon, or a couple goals from memory. Um, I did have to leave at half time to go watch his fringe show, so I didn't see the second half. Obviously prioritising things <laughs> with you. But, uh, yeah, look, he spent a lot more time forward by the reports. Um, and he used to be a forward as well and still had the 10 CBAs. He's gone really late in draft, but I think the news came out today that Clayton Oliver is playing this week as well. So what does that mean for him? Is it, like, Has he reinvented himself as a forward, do you think? Because he didn't really spend that much time in there this year. What's the go? I still I still really like him as that midfielder. He, he seems to be a very similar type to a Viney, but he just has the ability to win a bit more ball on the outside, and that's what he did with a few more uncontested possessions in this game. So while we're not looking at the specific score all the time and more the role, it feels like he's definitely the next guy in in that area and gives them um, a little bit more flexibility than maybe what I first thought against him and Viney. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, move on to Christian Salem. Or trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Well, yeah, you've got some. Uh, you got, got an opinion on this one. But, yeah, look, he had the most CBAs for Melbourne, 103 points. Yeah, and like I said, does this happen with Oliver back in there? Because the point I, I make is someone needs to take Brayshaw's 40% of the CBAs that he had last year. Is he the guy? Personally, I threw him back in one of my leagues, uh, seeing he was going to go back and play uh, back pocket again. If if he does get CBAs, then then the sky is the limit. He has the ability to really well use the football, but I, I don't think he is that. I think he's an absolute preseason trap. Where the week before he played in the twos on the ball as well, just to get a run in the guts uh, and to get a little bit more conditioning. I I don't see this happening for any real portion of time during the real season. There has been a bit of talk about it through the off-season, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a few, but maybe not to this extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and there's a, there's that smattering where he sort of comes in on that yeah. almost second and third rotation. But yeah. like So they probably – who do they fill it out with? They probably do um, send someone like Sparrow in there a little bit more probably and things like May, that. Uh, or similar to a, what a he bit, had last a, year. Sort of a mix between maybe a Sparrow, maybe a little bit of Salem, a little bit of Rivers, yeah. and possibly some Billings in there as well. Well, on Trent Rivers, he had 80 points off the halfback, which was I thought was pretty good because like I don't think he got a CBA in that game. I just nah. burped halfway through a sentence yeah, there. Sorry right. about that. Um, <laughs> so professional, right? It's been right? a long day, yeah. yeah. I'm, I've got a water and a coffee on the go just to try to stay awake because I've been up since 2 a.m. and it's now, what, 6 o'clock in the evening? Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> I think... Uh, I think that we can put the midfield rumours of Rivers to bed then because we haven't seen it at all in either of the pre-season games. Um, but, yeah, maybe – I don't know. Maybe with Salem goes in there more. Maybe we do see it as the season gets in there. Maybe he's just been – they thought he was fit enough and they didn't need to do it in the pre-season games. I don't know. Jack Billings, let's move on. Um, he had 81 points. It was forward with the wing rotation. Um, Lockie Hunter looks like he's going to be out for a bit. Um, and I think him and Windsor were kind of rotating on the wings as well. Is Jack Billings a trap, a pre-season trap? Uh, oh, I think – Salem's more of a trap, but Billings will be his normal level of trapness. Yeah. I think he could. I think he might be like in the fantasy calculations because I think he'll play early and go okay. Other classic, sorry, calculations, but I don't know. He seems like he might play that high half forward role, which he – and be able to – Use his skills, yeah. Um, and if he is having a bit of rotation, look, there's there's upside, but let's not make out like he's uh, breaking out to ninety five plus. Yeah, exactly. He's just a an undervalued option, I think, in the in most sides, and draft him accordingly. Um, Gold Coast versus GWS was the next game. Alex Sexington, uh, Alex Sexton, bringing sexy back. One hundred fifteen points, massive game off the halfback. Um, had an eighty percent disposal efficiency, which was something I was just looking at a bit more, and it didn't actually. I don't know, like he's hit the target most of the times. How damaging was he? I don't really know. Um, he's a lock for classic, obviously, just given his price and the role. But are we, as draft and keeper league coaches, confident he's going to be best twenty two for twenty four rounds? Oh, it's a great question. I like and I, I had my eye test on him during the week was it feels like he's burning the footy, and maybe there was a yeah. little bit of that the week before. But having having a bit of a closer look at it, he was he did have a, a much higher level of efficiency than what I thought he but did. Yeah, some of the kicks just weren't they just like chips over the top to someone else. You know what yeah, I mean? Like just, it, they get him in the same position up the field. So the other challenge was he was second for yeah uh, meters gained for the for the match as well for yeah. the Suns. So there was. Which I, I thought he was just chipping it side to side, but yeah, he it was, did look like that. Uh, but he did actually, as I said, yeah. have the second highest. We um, think the role is there come round one, though, don't we? It it, it is. Yeah. Um, 
he does he play the same level as what a, a short did for yeah. the Tigers? It feels like he's like a discount or a Kmart version yeah. of him. And I feel like a lot of like this week we saw in particular, just like a lot of kind of speculative guys went well and like your Will Powers and your Connor Buttericks who have been in the system a bit more, played those roles and look more reliable in those roles, just were a bit down, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know whether they just were trying to give him a bit more in this game. I think it comes for him. It comes back in that value question. If you yeah. if you're picking him up late enough, the the juice is worth the squeeze. But if yeah. you're having to go second and third round of your redrafts, it feels like yeah. it's going to be way too early. I got him in the dynasty draft, so I'm talking. Yeah. We keep about 32 before we start drafting players. That's a, f- a complete like dart throw yeah. at the board at that stage. You should see my league mate. So they're furious that I've just picked up another guy. who Oh, they think they think Sexton's going to go hundred, you know, hundred plus this year. I'm a bit more skeptical, but I, from where I, I got him, they were they were a bit angry about it. So they're so angry, but they still let you pick him That's up. That's the or thing. They like, had opportunity. Like, I'm guessing this, you're picking late in no, those this rounds. No, nah, this league is very, um, it's very drafty heavy. Like they'll go the first year players first to try to you know build their sides up and stuff like. That. Whereas I'm like, I'm in the window. I don't care. I'm picking up guys like this, and yeah, that's just what happens. Charlie Lazaro went the pick before me, which I was pretty happy about because I would have probably picked him first. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's move on to Willpower. Um, 91 points. <laughs> <laughs> Looks uh, a class above the rest back there. I think he's ready to st- take the next step up. Do we need to say much more about him? Uh, I, I, I really like him. I've yeah. kept him in a couple of leagues. If So I would have thought he would be the one to, to jump ahead of Sexton, but yeah. it feels like they could possibly work in, in tandem, but time will tell. Yeah. Um, and probably Jack Lacocious, just he looked like a bit of a – the score was a bit of a trap, I think, because he had three goals in the first quarter. I think one was from a free kick. Got a really good set shot on him. Then he went missing, essentially, for the rest of the game. I know he got 92 points, but I think he was on 50 at quarter time. So, um, yeah, he's good in front of goals. If you think he can get a few set shots here and there, I don't know, Gold Coast scammy. Like, I agree. They yeah. really didn't move the ball nah. for, into their forward half very well, nah. and because of that, Less opportunity, thus scoring lower as well. Yeah. Um, Brayden Fiorini had 78 points. I just think he's a good M7 type, you know. Just last one before you take off your bench because he looks locked into that wing. He's not going to be that fantasy pig that he kind of used to be. He's going to be a, a high 70s, low 80s kind of guy, I think, these days. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on Fiorini? I'm just very wary of wingmen in general. So my understanding is there's only about four that f- should fall onto the field in the whole AFL, yep. with them being the likes of Kelly, Dacos, Wood, possibly Carl Amon, and then Ed well, Langdon, see, who I thought was higher, who's actually just outside the top-ranked 80 mids. And Amon only gets to that mark as well because he spent the last six weeks on the halfback yeah. flank last year. And obviously Josh Kelly has midfield time in there yeah, as well. So exactly. It, I'm just wary on Wingman in total. Can he still be okay? Possibly, but I think a lot of people will draft him thinking that he's the Fiorini of old rather than the the wingman role that he's going to get. Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving on to the Giants. Like, the stars were stars and the lesser knowns probably did nothing. There was a few that I just like. Um, Xavier Halloran, like, I'm dirty. See, what I did with our draft, I was a bit cheeky, right, um, with our, my rankings. I didn't do any rankings. I, I wrote a script to set our, my draft ranks to exactly the ADP from my mock draft simulator from the leftover players, essentially, right? And so most of the time it was all right. Just just check. When you say you didn't do rankings, the ones you did for the website- I know. Well, I did not for the website, sorry. Sorry. But I didn't go to a specific for our league. Yeah, yeah, Like this guy's available in our league. I just went by ADP from the mock draft simulator and kind of set up that way. But there was guys that I watched the previous week that went well. Guys like Riley Bonner, Xavier Halloran, which hadn't kind of hit the ADPs yet that come up. And he was one of them. And I just I saw him go on the draft and I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to draft him. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I didn't have him in my ranks. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, um, I missed out on him. But one, I thought just passed the eye test this whole preseason. I think he had, I think it was like an 80 points on the ammo stats last week and then 78 this week. Listed as a forward um, and he's going to play on the wing. Maybe even get a few CBAs here and there as well. So, I just really like him as a pick. And he just looks like he's ready to be an AFL player now. Um, he's got like a bit of a stronger stronger body, you know, and just looks built for it, ready to go. So Xavier Halloran, I think, is one that no one's talking about who could offer some real value in your forward line. Um, Jake Riccardi, two goals, spent some time on the ruck. Um, that's gonna If he plays some time on the ruck, it might bump his uh, scores up there. And um, Tom McMullen, he's a small forward. He had 49 points from 50% time on ground. He just looked like he was everywhere, but... I think every preseason you see one of these small forward guys pop and people get sucked in, but I wouldn't be going And then won't be best 23. Absolutely. 
On to the next game, Sydney versus Brisbane. And the man that everyone is talking about is none other than James Jordan. Ooh. 119 points. I think he's locked into everyone's classic team. And the Sydney midfield are dropping like flies. Um, Sat on the wing, had sent about sentences late. It looks like he's just going to sh- might shift into that midfield, inside midfield role, given that everyone's dead. Um, and, uh, and he's got four so, status. So only, only call out is the SCG can be a graveyard for wingmen. And they, oh yeah. If so, if he's playing wing, let's not. It, he will still score okay and probably still likely. But again, as yeah. we spoke about before, you can literally are tough hit, and you can hit half forward hard. from the fullback essentially exactly. at the SCG. So yeah, you don't really have to use your wingman that much. So more more just that level of expectation on him. That's all. And the dogs jumped up on my lap for a pat, so I better better give in. But anyway, <laughs> um. Did this guy look like Hickey or what? Uh, Peter Adams. Yes. Uh, Wearing yes. the 19, he had the ruggedy haircut yeah, as well. Yeah, 74 points he had. He was just annoying because we didn't get to see full Grundy. Um, I don't think he plays round one though, do you? No. Yeah, so we no. don't have to worry about it. He, just, he scored well, but I think he's purely backup. Like he might be lucky and get one of those um, forward roles as ruck roles, but McLean does that job serviceably as a better forward. So I think, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. And Grundy all. also hasn't traditionally had too much of a backup as well. He only needs a, yeah. a five-minute chop out and, yeah. and then we'll go. F- no, he's fine. Um, Matty Roberts, everyone's talking about him um, in classic because he's really underpriced. 65 points. Like, he did enough in defense to, like, maybe make their side come round one, but I just think he's too much of a classic pick. Um, Sydney's defense is just too crowded for him to someone like him to score well, don't you think? Agreed, especially yeah. when you got um, Braden Campbell back there yeah, and exactly. a, few, a few others. This guy could also play back there. Yeah, Oh, Angus Sheldrick. Yeah. You reckon? Oh, where else is he going to play? Well, now that all the midfielders are gone, I reckon he's in the guts. Really? Yeah, well, I don't know. He got got going after Adams got injured. So, 60 points from pretty high time on ground, I think. Sydney, like, they really rate him. I think they rate him more than, like, we do on this podcast. And I think a lot of listeners out there really enjoy him as well. And my only knock on him was, like, he's just so far down the pecking order. True. But just watching him, he's a good in and under type player. He can do the stuff that Adams and, you know, um, um, who's the guy with the broken arm again? To Parker. Parker. Um, Parker can do as well. Like, I reckon he could be the next guy in there. I don't know how long it lasts, but yeah. If there's opportunity to grab, he's he did it last year as well. Yeah. But I'm, and he was only out because he got injured. Like, I think he would have stayed in the side if true. he didn't get injured too. And I think he'll do it again. So, I'm back on Sheldrick. I was off for a little bit just because I thought he'd slipped down the pecking order with Adams and potentially Jordan coming in. But now with the injuries, I think he's uh, he's back on board. So, yeah, Sheldrick, if you've got him, um, you've done well to hold on to him, I think. Um, on to some Brisbane players. Brisbane have just been so boring this preseason. Like, there's nothing new about their team that we didn't really know already or there's, like, just teasers we've had in the past. Like, all right, yep, Kenny Coleman, 91 points. He's going to be more consistent than last year, I think, do you yep. feel? Yep. yep. So, lock him in. We but saw that in the grand final. There's not also not a lot of secret in with him, though. I think nah. every man and his dog's talking exactly. about Exactly. Um, like in Cam Rayner, 83 points, had some midfield time, but I feel like I've seen this story yeah, before. Yeah, Hef. exactly. It's, um, I've watched that this movie a few times before. Uh, well, no, actually, two years ago it was midfield time. Then last year was half back. Yeah, and now then it's back it, to midfield. Now it's again. back to midfield again. He's he's fine, but let's again. Yeah. If you're expecting a breakout, no, it's not happening. Yeah, and the other one was um, Kai Lohman, so 77 points. Um, he played on the half forward flank. What'd you make of his game? He's pretty good, actually. He, he spent a lot of time. Further up the field as well. So, he had 16 disposals and six tackles. So, yeah. again, pretty reasonable level of score build, um, mainly because he was able to give a bit more of a license. Um, I think it's just one to watch. I don't necessarily think you should be spending too high or too much amount of draft capital on him, but it could be one to watch, especially Stash with opening off. round and yeah. then uh, and then have a crack at off the waivers after that. Yeah, I reckon might be a one or two – Years away from popping, really, but does one of those guys is a good option for a, one of those if you play rookies in your league as well? Yeah, true. All right, let's move on to Geelong versus Essendon. I didn't get to watch too much of this one because it's just a great idea to put it on at what three thirty on a Friday afternoon. As I you? mean, you're a content dr- uh, creator, Hef. You should. That's when you uh, should be uh, you know, Friday's, really getting right around. Friday's my only day I go to work oh. for a full day at the moment. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Max Holmes um, is looking like he's. Settled into his he looked good, didn't last, he? his halfback role, 88 points. I reckon he's going to have a massive year. I just need to make a public apology to, um, I think earlier on before the halfback kind of news came out, I was telling people to drop him. 
Um, he's going to play on a wing. He's doesn't. He's not big enough to play in the midfield. We saw the we saw the um, inside midfield experiment happen last year. Didn't work. He was out back on the wing by the end of the season. Then all of a sudden they chuck him the half back flank, and he looks like the greatest fantasy player of all time. So apologies, sorry people. You've reconsidered. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm yeah. on board. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that was kind of too early for people to actually drop him. So hopefully it didn't. Uh, yeah, he actually looks like a player that Geelong needs back there too. So he's, especially he's, with everyone that's going out, and yeah. fantasy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so yeah, Max Holmes, like he averaged seventy five last year. He'll be two G four P come round two, I reckon. So yep. um, too good for the podcast for any new listeners out there. You'll, you'll learn about that in in due course. <laughs> um, there are a lot, lot of new listeners at the moment. Um, Jai Clark, sixty eight points now. Had the Geelong supporter in our group questioning his clearance work. Reckons he's too little. But then I jump on Discord and everyone's like, "Oh, Jai Clark's looks like he's the next big thing." Like so, I guess from a fantasy perspective, to score sixty eight points from the opportunity he had was probably okay. Had first, a high CBA. First five CBAs didn't yeah. have a clearance, but then yep. felt like he he got back up to speed a lot a uh, lot better after that. Yeah, so he'll get a lot more opportunities, I think. So he is small though. I didn't realize how he small is he was. Really small. Yeah, he is he is a little man. <laughs> We, our game takes all types, but yeah, that small. Hey, look, look at Lockie Neal. He's got two brown loads, yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Jack Bowes. Didn't play much game time, but just scored well when he was on. Um, he's playing in the midfield. Um, I don't know. I think I think it depends on his role. What do you think? Yeah, uh, 100% agree. I, I really like him. He's one of the guys I targeted in our home league as well. Um, there is going to be, if they end up rolling with the new guard, like with the likes of Jai Clark and and Bose through the midfield, then there's there's fantastic upside. Um, but also, if they then go back to the tried true, where if you're not if you're less than forty, then you don't get a spot in Geelong yeah. team. <laughs> yep. So it definitely feels like there could be large variance, which really creates levels of uncertainty. As He's well. listed as a defender, isn't he? Uh, Yes. Yeah, so if he's playing in the midfield, if he does get some midfield time, then he's going to be a pretty popular pick. Yep. So, But he's just a player that I think people just forget about because there was a lot of hype with him last preseason and yep. didn't really – nothing. So he might slide down a few Hope. draft boards. Exactly. Um, Xavier Dersmar was moving on to the Messenger players. Is this the first man I've seen with the new club bump? Uh, 89 points. Uh, it, he was okay, wasn't he? He's like, fine. It, it's an interesting ground to try and play like yeah. the way the Bombers did, which was try and go all the way around the outside. Yeah. But um, I think they've like obviously cleared a role for him because like Sam Durham's now looks like he's an inside midfielder. That kind of role looks kind of real. Again, there is a million midfielders there. Well, where else do they play him? They're not going to not play him. Oh, no. Dersma? Yeah, I think Dersma plays on no. the wing. Well, Durham, where does he play? Uh, we'll get to him. Okay. We get- well, I decided us. He was split between the wing and forward line as well, and he has that forward status. Just a gun junior. Don't be surprised if he doesn't you know, break out this year, but he's going to be a good option for the future. Stash. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he's, he's also he, he oozes that level of class as well. All right. Sam Durham, give it oh, to me. What are yeah. your thoughts? Hef, how much trouble are the Bombers in – if this guy is playing a midfield role. And surely he is only back until the likes of, yeah. of Hobbs makes it back into That's the a fair team. point. I didn't think of Hobbs missing. But, like, he looked good on the inside. Like, looked like the inside like clearance player that they need and, like, you know, bursting away from stoppages and all that sort of stuff. The, the Bombers have had the highest rotation almost any club during the preseason with their centre bounce attendances. Yeah, They've had Perkins in there. They've had... Uh, a whole range of Caldwell. other different... Yeah, Cald- Caldwell's another guy Yeah, as those well. guys were awful. Um, well, maybe I'm looking at three Hoofer-coloured glasses because I drafted him <laughs> in my uh, in the home league. But yeah, I'm I'm high on Sam Durham. Like, I don't know if he's going to be huge, but I think he could be like a 70 to 80 kind of guy that could just pop up every now and then with some decent scores with you know a few tackle numbers and a few clearance numbers and stuff like that. It more, he, he may play midfield, but let's not look out that he's going to be really shoving any of the yeah, top three yeah, out. Yeah, 100%. Um, Port versus Free on the Friday night. Did you sit up on the shed while watching it? Like the guy <laughs> How good the was that? I was so jealous of that guy. I'd love to have a house there. We could just watch Port games from the uh, yeah. from the backyard. Uh, no, I didn't go to any preseason games this year. Really making my really voting for my feet. The old Sat Ken bandwagon. So, <laughs> yeah, starting it real early. Trust me, I'll be there around one. Don't worry. But yeah, I'm actually trying to. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, Get in to have a look at the new facilities. I've got a family member coming over from Sydney who I want to try to see if he can give us a bit of a tour. But I don't yeah, know. nice. It, how yeah. many millions they spent there? Lots. I don't yeah. know. Looks. I'd, it looks good on TV. Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably venture back down to the club this week. Oh, it's so, nice of you. Yeah, we we'll go have a look. Um, what do you think of the defence for Port Adelaide? They absolutely cut. I don't know what to make of it. Like that never happens. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Like if I don't know if it was just a night. Like Frio looked flat as well. Yeah. Like so. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust it when the real stuff happens because our defence is 
typically one of the worst fantasy scoring defense. So. Yeah, I think we can use sort of flag the likes of Burton, Houston. You know, he's he's the ever reliable. Um, like Farrell as well, scoring over a hundred. I think yeah. that's it's it's more about Frio yeah. than it is about. Port. I think so as well. The stuff that kind of did look real though, or the stuff I do trust, is like Ollie Wines going back to that inside role. Had ninety five points. I think he scores like averages in this range. Maybe not ninety five, but I reckon around that ninety mark, eighty five to ninety mark is what he averages this year when he plays that role. Like he basically, what did he get seventy eight last year playing on a wing? If you can go back to the inside, there's no way there's no way he doesn't bump that score up, don't you reckon? Yep, agreed. Yeah, so I know coaches who have held on to him would be pretty happy to see that. Um, Jackson Mead had 90 points. He was split between midfield and forward. Had 70, um, seven CBA. Sorry, 70 CBAs would be a lot. Uh, I just think he's a, <laughs> I just think he's a really hard worker. Um, like he's doing everything right to get into the side, and I think he's one of those guys who's a bit of a professional in the way he goes about it. Not the most skilled player out there, um, and he's going to struggle but he's doing everything right to get a game. But I just don't think he's quite there. Is there too much class yeah, at that end? 100%. When you, especially if you – I know Butters hurt himself. Yeah. Rosie, you've also got um, the the franchise still to come to play a bit more time in there as well. Yeah, like, definitely. I think, like, yeah, he's behind all those midfield guns and he's not creative enough up forward in comparison to, like, the likes of, you know, Riolis or Mac- – you can't defend like McIntyre can, like that sort of stuff. Does it so. have sub written all over it? Probably does, actually. Yeah, so I don't know. Don't buy into Mead just yet, I don't think. He's still a ways away. But who knows? Like, he's got the right attitude and he goes w- well about it, so I don't know. Um, Jace Burgoyne, um, he had 79 points. He's got that wing role locked for round one. I'm not sure if it's a permanent thing, but I think they'll give him a chance round one to play it. Um, and he's listed as a defender as well, so. It looked good. Yeah. Burn, burn the a little bit. Yeah. But like, that, 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 that'll come. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to the Ruck situation as well at Port. So the Sweet Soldo. I think the Ruck duties look split for now. What do you think? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, the, the, it feels like they'll go in with the insurance policy of at least having one of them on the bench yeah. and rotate at least for the start and then yeah. they might pick one after I that. I think when like you can be certain that Georgiades is going to play full games and Dixon is going to play full games, they might roll with one. Um, but I think they're going to plonk Soldo forward and Sweet and they're going to rotate. It, it, which he looked good there too. It's fine. Get him a target. Well. Yeah, it's just first goal of the game? Yeah, he did. But I think it's just going to kill both their fantasy scoring. That's the, that's the issue. Um yeah. Uh, How we bad wanna... were Frio? Oh, I don't know. I, kind of, I started tuning out halfway through this game, to be honest, but they didn't look great. Like, none of their guns really picked up. Like, yeah. Hayden, I know, too good for oh, the Hayden pod. Young, yeah. Hayden Young was great. I yeah. think that just the way that they moved the ball from the wing forward yeah. was such a bomb, bomb the ball long approach, which really played into the likes of Valir Alir yeah. um, and Asava back there. And that's one of the reasons why they were able to raffle it. Like, yeah. uh, overall, um, they only had 1,150 points um, as a team, which means to show that they didn't have a lot of footy. And Port, who were the lowest scoring side last year for fantasy points, yeah, had right. 1,780 yeah. as a team, which is just a gigantic amount of swing. It says it more about the opposition, doesn't it? It's too much for the shows game plan. how much, much footy they had yeah. comparing to how much Freo didn't. Port haven't changed their game plan in a good eight years under Hinckley, and they finished top four last year. So I just Why would they need to change it? Because they doesn't stack up against yeah. good oh, opponents. Uh, yeah. Every hashtag. Time we, every time we play someone good, we lose. Um, yeah, hashtag second. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's get on the free So Nat Fife, the role was there. I think he's still like a quality over quantity at this stage, yep. don't you? Yeah. Super handball, handball happy. In and under, he had, yeah. Um, about, about 80% of his possessions were yeah. handballs. And that backs up so. last week. I think he had something like 18 handballs and two kicks or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. I think like he's going to, as a forward, he's going to probably go around that 70 to 80 mark, which is going to be so handy. But long term, like he's and he's old and he's probably going to get injured. So yeah, Not agreed. James H. That role is off the halfback again. Look really um, good. Yeah, he's going to yeah. score well this year. Um, only like he'll get back status. Like yeah, but yeah, another one to kind of pick up later if you if you're struggling for defenders and you know your league aren't isn't as clued in. Pick him up knowing that he's probably going to get defender status later later on. And he's kind of like the um the uh what's who's going into the middle? I can't even think right now. Hayden um. Young. Young. Hayden Young. He's going to be the Hayden Young replacement off the halfback. Yep. Um, and Neil Erasmus, only the 18% time of ground after getting a stack of CBAs and stuff last week. What do you make of that? Oh, big. I'm a big fan of this guy, but it feels the fact that he, he's come on that late uh, and the amount of times that he was sub last year is, is not a great sign at all. I think he has the tools to to almost be that third banana if Young was playing off the half-back line, but with him in there, um, I think he's ahead of Brody and O'Meara, but like it's it really is giving huge green vest vibes for the rest of the year. So um, 
especially given there's still a, a range of players out of that midfield as well yeah. who would be battling for his position. Yep, I think you're pretty much spot on there. But like the signs that last week were there. Um, I think he just needs a, probably a little bit more development. No injuries. Another year in the in the twos and yep. maybe could come along. Yeah, stash play. All right, Adelaide versus uh, West Coast. You're a Crows man, Zank. So did you, did you, you obviously sat down and watched this on Saturday afternoon? No, I left this in your very capable oh. hands. I went to another fringe show. Yeah. Uh, oh. I went to four fringe shows last week. So, yeah. Way to treat yourself. Yeah. I don't, I don't usually get to go, so I had some time this year, so I actually oh, went to it. Love so it. Great. Love yeah. it. That's the best part about Adelaide yeah. is the, the three weeks where everyone's awake and then everyone <laughs> goes back to having a nap after that. Yeah. Is, this way, is that so, why you moved to Melbourne? I Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I watched the, the Crows versus West Coast game, and first things first, the Eagles are proper horrible. Um they looked like they had in less intensity of a normal training session and the Crows looked like a three-year-old playing with their food <laughs> at stages. Like they <laughs> they really were able to do what they want. They did, it looked like they didn't even really have to try. So if if that is signs, and especially when Frio dismantled West Coast the week before in the uh, trial match, yep. this could be a very long year for West Coast supporters. Yep. The players I sort of picked out and and probably more just a couple of trends was yeah, while Matt Flynn is out, if you have a ruck to stream against the West Coast, they Do are so. likely to have a big day. Rob went 118 points and pretty much looked like an absolute world beater. Who did ruck from? Was it uh, Williams? Uh, it was Williams. They had four or five different okay, blokes to- rolling through that yeah. position as well. So yep. it's a bit of a reminder that he is in the next tier down of rucks but yep. can still score. And it really does put, um, along with other news today, this ridiculous theory that Thilthorpe will be uh, Adelaide's number one ruck. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> Thilthorpe is out for at least five or six weeks. It sounds, I'm not sure if it was a theory. It. it was wishful thinking yeah. on my well, part. Yeah, theory yeah. and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So the, the learning is here is um, with Fling gone. Um, really target the Stream rucks against the rucks against the West Coast, um, yep. and probably the flow-on effect was for the likes of Berry, one hundred and eight, Rankin, one hundred and nine, Crouch got first use of it each who, time. Exactly, yeah. managed on sixty-eight with just the second half. So it feels like there is a lot of points to go around. The midfield's playing against West Coast. Yep. Uh, really quickly is. Uh, Probably more as a, a watch and be careful about is Sam Berry who scored 108. Yeah, he people look, are getting a lot of people asking about him on the Discord. It feels like he is now probably in Adelaide's best 22, 23, and when push comes to shove, yep. it feels like he'll be part of that midfield rotation. But he's not shoving any of the big three out, being Laird, Dawson, and Crouch, who are going to get the bulk of the opportunities. Um, doesn't mean that he won't score. Something serviceable, but just less not to have that level of expectation. Yep. Um, probably the others to call out, it's probably only a couple, was Rankin who had 109 after three quarters of footy, looked really dangerous and probably um, looked more about it than Rochelle uh, so and Rankin. I think that what everyone wants to know, is the role real? As a Crow supporter, is he now like more of a midfielder than a forward? Is he a 50-50 kind of guy? Rankin? Yeah, Rankin. Yeah. yeah, he's still more of a forward than yeah. a, a midfielder, yeah. but he, he feels like he has the ability to probably play a little bit more around the ball. Does which he get the biggest bump out of like I, Rankin, Peddler? And I, I think so. Okay. So, um, And that's probably what we saw this weekend is that he was the guy that got the bump but was still able to to make it back down the ground and have shots on goal as well. Yeah. Anyone else that caught your eye? Yeah, Josh Worrell. Um, let, let, let's not make out that he's going to be an absolute game breaker, but scoring, I, don't think I, could, I don't think I could name him if I passed him on the street. Like, uh, yeah, and th- that's his crow support. A, a yeah. gross player, mate. Yeah, so yeah. you probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup anyway, yeah. um, which is what you do for most Port Adelaide players. They're in lineups, <laughs> but anyway, um, he scored sixty nine. It feels like him and Hinge were the ones to sort of more play off their opponents, while the likes of Butts and Borlays were the ones that were playing one on one defending. He's solid, maybe to watch one off the waivers. Um, do you want to talk about the rabble that was West Coast? Sure. Was there any any shining lights there? Honest, it was it was it was hard to watch from their point of view. Um, there was lots of ball spent time in the defenders, so probably best to have a look at a couple of those. Yep. Um, but even then, it's still not pretty. You're talking Tom Cole, who had uh, 84. What was what was his role? Just that half back flank. He, he was half bank, but still made his way a, a little yeah. bit further up the ground. Yeah. Um, McGovern 64, Witherden 57, Hunt 56. It feels like they really shared the ball around to try and find who is going to be that distributor. Distributor, yeah. sorry, but. None of them really had any influence on the game. I know they every time they kicked out, they ran out of the square, but 
the ball came back at a rapid sort of notes. Um, probably the only other flag there is there is ten blokes already on the injury what list for West Coast. What is going on in that club? Seriously, um, they just sack all of their medical staff. Yeah, they, there's they I think ten they blokes did. that won't changed. be around for for round one. Um, wow, that's crazy. Just not sure if there is a. You can sometimes find a fantasy light. Yeah, I'm not really sure there is one there other than the likes of maybe a Harley Road. Do you think for West Coast, like when you you know you're going to go out and get spanked, you know, your hammy gets a bit tighter? You know, like do you think uh, there's a bit of that well, going I on? I mean, if, of all the players, Elliot Yo made his way through the game. Yeah, okay. Um, he's probably he's probably you know sick of sitting on the sideline for two seasons though. Really. Like he's probably ready to just you know give it a crack. Probably needs another contract. That's why he's yeah, probably putting yeah, his name yeah. ahead. It's, yeah. quite, it's contract year. Of Once that happens, he'll probably go back to being a bit sore. You know, that's enough of that. Sit game on the bike at training. All right, come on, let's move on. What about Hawks and the Bulldogs? First player I want to talk about from this game is oh, I'll tell I'll tell you a bit of a story. All right, so in our in our draft, uh, I had pick six. All right, and I had the top five picks in my head were the three draftees. Fair. And then uh, Kieran Briggs was left in the pool because he didn't get drafted last year, and Tristan Cherry got put back because a guy had two rucks and doesn't, we don't play two rucks. Um, so in my head, Cam McKenzie was coming to me at six and I was taking a six. You took Jacob Hopper with pick four. You're true. And then Cherry was there and I don't have a recognised Ruckman in my side. I'm running with Big O. Feel early? with For Cherry, well, looking at the mock draft simulator, I think at the time he was going about pick 86 and I think what in our league was about one about one fiftieth, if not a bit more. Yep. So I'm thinking I thought I got pretty good value for Cherry there, considering like the 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 day before we did our draft, he turned up. Yeah, he went um, well. Yeah, he yeah. went well in the team. So I was like, I've got to pick this recognised ruckman here. It'd be silly not to. Um, otherwise, my team's cooked for the future. So I had to pass on Cam McKenzie, and I think he went the next pick or something like that. So yeah, a little bit sad. Oh, definitely. He looks so good uh, all preseason. So eighty-one points. He looks ready to break out at AFL level. Um. A lot, of, a lot of midfield time early, thrown out to the wing later on, but they rotated like everyone through was, the midfield. Yeah, like, yeah. there was a, a fairly large like variance amount of players going through there. Yeah. If he's going to play wing, I think it, it, he does probably have a better opportunity out there to, to gain a bit more footy, um, especially given like the Warpedo's completely basically disappeared now, but the way that yeah. Newcomb was able to sort of grab the ball yeah. um, and dominate with the footy, I, I, I really like. Cam McKenzie. Yeah, I think Newcomb's just going to be that one number one guy and he's going to hog all the points and yeah. it's going to be hard. But like, yeah. I still think he can he can break out. Like, I'm, I'm not sure how much we expect. Like, if everything's go well, like my average 80 this year, but probably more likely going to be in the 70 kind of range and maybe 75, maybe in high 70s. So Hindsight, you're going for a flag this year, Hef. Cherry's probably a better pick. <sighs> Am I? Because my bottom three keepers, I think, were the pro- my top, my top uh, what, uh, nine were probably the best of the comp. Other and then my last three sucked. Previous times, you were always around the mark. That's, oh, yeah. that's a direct quote from you. So. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, I've, yeah, I've only think missed finals twice <laughs> in, the, in the 10 years. So always around there. But anyway. Who's, who's next? Connor McDonald, uh, 81 points. Um, played the high half forward role. Connects with the midfielders a bit. Can score as a forward. I just think he's super valuable because he's one of the very few that you can probably rely on keeping forward status. Do you agree? Yep, agreed. Yeah, I, I liked him. Has um, definitely playing while playing up the ground. Very much still uh, exciting to get back towards goal as well. Has that last, I think, last five average of 80 plus as well and went at 80 here in this game. And again, didn't get a heap of CBA. Well, didn't, don't think he got any. I can't really remember. But yeah, so he's one I really like going forward. Um, Josh Ward is a player I've been big on all preseason, but I'm kind of starting to fade on him a little bit. And like, I talked to like some diehard. Actually, last time I was in Melbourne, I was with a, a mate who's a diehard uh, uh, Hawthorne supporter, and I was talking about Josh Ward. Is he going to go inside? And he's like, honestly, man, I can only see. I can see him just playing the wing all year, and it looked like he was used out in the wing again this year. Um, yeah, not getting as much time, um, time as I thought. There's an, actually a few listeners probably called it as well as probably playing more on the wing again this year. So that looks to be happening. So if that's going to happen, I'm probably fading on him a little bit. Carl yeah. Amon going into defence as well. Probably yeah. puts uh, he, him back he, out there. He definitely doesn't have the same type of buzz as the other names that are yeah. around him in this area. Yeah. Um, like, and even the next guy you wanted to talk about. Massimo D'Ambrosio, my man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun name to say. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. Like, is that the only reason he's on here? Or Well, no, he made my keepers this year, but I think we've gone through that in the pod so yeah, far. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, look, I think he's got the wing role sewn up on the other wing. Um, quite first half, but list, list, listed. He had 100% disposal efficiency up until the last quarter, and they weren't like shit kicks. Like, they were actually hard targets to hit. And I think the only one was like he had some guy hot like on his tail and he fumbled it as he kind of kicked it. So, finished on 94%, and the only one dud kick was in the last quarter. Like, I think he's got it sewn up. What's his ceiling? Who knows? But 
you know, it's, it's interesting it's that he had, <laughs> he had a quiet first half, which <laughs> yeah. is when Hawthorne were probably better. Yeah. And then in that second half is where the Bulldogs really sort of um, yeah. put them to the sword a bit, but that's where he was able to score more of his probably points. Probably more so they struggle to go forward, so they go sideways a bit more and that sort of stuff. True. A bit shorter, so that probably helps him out there. But I think that's going to be a, a pretty common theme for Hawthorne this year, so... Look, I wouldn't have kept him if I didn't have to, but like I'm not hating it at the moment. I think you could do a lot worse. I don't think he'd be the worst keeper in our league this year. That's for sure. <laughs> I've seen some of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamara Ugelhagen, uh, 95 points. I said it earlier, I would pick him for games like this. Like when he comes up against a lesser opponent, especially one that doesn't really have a back line at the moment. Um, it won't happen each week, but he's just a handy player for loophole. Um, streaming when that happens because he'll score you know, like this. And he's a great kicker goal. The way the forwards are, he's that greater opportunity to to actually stream. But let's if being able to have him on your field all the time is sort of your F four, yeah. F three. That's where there's it's probably your forward lines a bit shallow. Yeah, definitely. Um, Whoa, oh, this is the big name. Whoa, Rolly Sanders. Is he your pick of the rookies? Absolutely, I yeah. think so too. After this, what about long term? Is he your pick of the rookies? Yeah. Yes, he is I, for mine. I, I, th- yeah. I think so. I think all, all three of them, yeah, the, the top guys being Reed, McKercher, uh, and Sanders look great. Yeah. But this guy feels like he's ready to go yeah. straight away to have a traditional midfield place, yeah. um, and will hold his own. It's not like he's there just holding up a position while in the preseason while someone. Has a bit of a rest. Yeah, he, he was in there the majority of the time, and probably keeping other people. Yeah, out the of only the one site. I can think of like is McRae that might spend some more time in there. But do they bother with him now? Like, yeah. I'd probably prefer Sanders in there. Sanders looked like he had a a, a better level of um, disposal efficiency. Yeah, than and just like he can McRae win the did. footy better as well. Just like yeah, that's, you know, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Exactly. Wins his own yeah, footy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I think long term and short term. Like, I think McKercher. If he's going to be any good, he'll end up in the midfield. Like he might sit in a halfback flank, but I think he'll get, he'll get found out there eventually. I think Reed's going to be the best footballer, but probably not the best fantasy player out of them. Sanders is also in the better of the teams as well. Yeah, like, true. So I know North, North horrible. West Coast horrible. He, he's going straight into a very dominant midfield and being able to have a role in that and, and hold his own in that. So I yeah. think that that sort of puts him up above to be able to show his credentials longer term. Yeah, definitely. Um, James Harms had 77 points, had a sprinkle of CBAs and forward a little bit as well. They played a pretty tight rotation of Libba, Trelaw and Bond. Um, Sanders looks like a Jet, so I think he goes in. Do they fit Harms in, especially with McRae? Like, I'm worried for McRae owners really yeah. more than anything out of this because he looked like capable in there too. He again, McRae feels like he's only really got the one wood that he goes to. Yeah. Where a lot of these other guys have offer something ha- different. Harms can tag or yeah, and, go forward and, and tag. Or play, He's played defence before. Yeah, like so he can do a job on someone. Feels like you know it, what I mean? He's tr- more a true utility and yeah. gives him greater flexibility rather than. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Definitely. And the last player I just want to mention on the podcast is Harvey. He's got to get his name in there. He's got to get you? his name in there again. Harvey Gallagher. Um, look, he had the wing role. Um, sorry, the wing role at Western Bulldogs, I think, is up in the air. Like, There's quite a few players that could play in there. And yep. every time he gets the ball, the commentators say, this is a guy pushing for round one. Like, We've heard a lot about him. He's rated really highly. He didn't score super well in this game. But like watching this game, Bailey Williams was on the ruck a lot. Gallagher was on there a lot. Um, Poulter didn't play, but during the season they used Played him Played in the VFL yep. beforehand. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Bramble has been used on the wing. I think it was more defense in this one. Um, Oscar Baker didn't play. I think he might have been in the VFL yep. as well. And uh, Lockie McNeil was there a bit as well. So it's it's interesting. All those players have played on the wing throughout the preseason. So I think they're really auditioning that role. But at the moment, like it could be Williams and Gallagher on the wings. So if, if he's going super, super late in your drafts, yeah, stash option. He's, he's that one of those types of options. But um, And if he then gets a game, then all the better for it. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's get on to the last game of the round, St. Kilda versus North Melbourne. Just quickly. <laughs> Yeah. You know what you're going to say. Yeah, what do you say? Yeah. No, you go. You Jimmy go. Webster. Dead. How many? He, he, no, he, honest, should yeah. get nine, ten. Yeah. Like, I they don't did know. come out and say, like, I've not, I did not follow, like, the the new, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them the Brayshaw rules mm. that have come out. Um, it, I think Simpkin wasn't concussed in the end. 
Uh, oh, I mean, he lied on. He was on the ground, yeah. not moving with his hands in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's, it could have been commentary. Yeah, who it, knows? It, it definitely felt like it's not what the AFL wants in the game, though. So I'm not sure if they've changed the outcome as much, and it's more now the action. I don't running know. Running past like, the ball, yeah. leaving the ground, hitting the guy in the head it feels six, like the I think holy it's trinity six minimum. Uh, I think mi- minimum, yeah. and especially given the out, or maybe not outcries a bit much. Yeah. but the, what happened with Power Pepper, and I think a few yeah. people were like, hit the if the head is. Yeah, Sancrosism and then that's think, not even a word. I think but Dan yeah, Gorin said 15 weeks. So I think that's maybe a little <laughs> bit far, but yeah. Yeah, it, it could easily be 9 or 10. Yeah. It could, the yeah. whiplash of um, of his head going back yeah. did, did not look good either. They want to make an example exactly. of him. Apparently, Clarko really left. Absolutely <laughs> spewed yeah. at, at him and uh, yeah. another one of the St. Kills. Some of the language he used that came out in the media today was quite funny. <laughs> Had to write an apology <laughs> yeah. to those players. So. Oh, it's a laugh at it. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to some some real fantasy stuff. Ryan Bird's had 104 points. Um, found a lot of the footy on the wing. What I noticed with the uh, Saints wingers, they stay back and they wait for that clearance and then they try to chop it off as it comes through. Yep. Um, that was interesting. And they kind of got on the end of a few then, but I reckon they were cotton on to that or just not kick it to them as often because it's North Melbourne. So you talk about you've got him as a wing. You've also – I know they've also had other blokes like uh, Henry and Wilson and obviously Wood back there as well. Yep. Do, you, do you think that they have – well, especially like a Wood, does he have the same type of year as what he had last year or is it a bit of regression or I think is it because he's sharing of, the role? I think a, lot, a slight bit of regression just because I think that was just an outstanding year and he's like kind of never gone there before, but that's the that's the safe option. Are you, are you taking – Ryan Burns? Yeah. No. No, no okay. I, don't, I don't even know if he's best 22, to be yep. honest, but he just had a good score. That's all. This, um, this guy, I feel like you know about, a bit about him, though. Oh, Riley Bonner. Well, yeah, like the writing's always been on the wall for Riley Bonner as a fantasy player. Just didn't really get the opportunity in Port Adelaide. Um, and then when he did kind of get into the side, he was playing on the wing a bit more, and it just, yes, yeah, you went out of the side of fantasy. But as a halfback flanker, I've always seen this kind of fantasy potential. That's why I continually drafted him every year in our leagues, hoping he'd get a game. Yep. Um, I think. I think it's more of a symptom of Sinclair being out. But you know what? Like They're talking about, like I think he's a left footer, Sinclair's a right footer or vice versa. Um, you, they could play like similar type roles on both halfback flanks. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Sinclair can go in the midfield as well. So it depends like how they how they work it. Like someone like Stocker was quite good last year and he might squeeze someone like Stocker out and he could yep. be an 80 average kind of guy as well. So I definitely, he's definitely playing round one um, if uh, Sinclair's out. So, so, I mean, unavailable for round one or unlikely, you've got Webster after being um, yep. reported. Yep. You've got Dougal Howard. You've got Wienhager. You've got Sinclair. You've got Clark. They, they're they all probably likely to play off a halfback. So yeah. maybe he's able to squeeze in there at the start and then once it's his position, then anything's possible from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Darcy Wilson uh, also had a good game. I forgot to make any notes about him, but he got a bit of midfield time at the start, I think, and then uh, on the wing yep. as well. Um, 97 points. Like, he's another one. I think, like, they recruited outside – they targeted outside run in the offseason. I've been saying that for ages. But, you know, with Henry coming in as well, Wilson, Mace Wood, it's pretty crowded. Like, but – so I'm not sure if he gets to go first up, but the signs here were really encouraging. And he was a good underage uh, scorer as well. So, yep. 80 average, I think it was. Yep. So, not a bad option there. Another good underage scorer is Ari Schoenmaker. He averaged 100 in the underage stuff. He had 83 points. And there's no doubt he can be a scorer um, if he can win a spot. But the thing is, like, how many of the halfback flankers can you have? I've heard a lot of stories about Ari Schoenmaker, none that I'll probably repeat on this <laughs> podcast because there there's a pu- very public off-field issue, the one where he apparently um, got suspended for – I think it was 12, or 12, 10 weeks or something for buying booze for underage kids because he was 18 okay. and, you know, supplied kids and he got in trouble for that and wasn't allowed to play for a while and was lucky to get back into the Allies side team later. But apparently a bit of a loose unit um, off the field. Own worst enemy then? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And, there's, and the other thing I've heard though as well is like he doesn't know – like he doesn't understand football is what I've heard. So like I know that's a bit silly, but they have to like retrain him like on all game plans. Like he struggles to really understand game plans and stuff like that. He kind of just floats around and does his own thing. Okay. You know what I mean? And it doesn't fit into a system really well. And the word is like at St. Kilda, they've had to like kind of spend a lot of time explaining like how structures work and stuff, which he didn't kind of get as an underage because he never has really focused on it. It's just all been, you know, Ari time. So off the halfback <laughs> flank, getting you know heaps of kicks. How many kicks? Yeah, can yeah, you well, get? yeah, yeah. You know, trying to run up the field and kick a goal from halfback. You know what I mean? It's probably if he if he can put that 
into practice, then yeah. it's probably going to help him. But yeah. it, it feels like he's got more things working against him than working yeah. for him. I don't think he's in round one. I think from a fantasy perspective, he's good. But like, I think he struggles to do a lot of like the the team-based things that Ross would want. But Ross is the kind of guy that would beat it into him. So yep. there is hope for the future. Um, and Mateus Filippo, 44 points. He was on fire until he copped a hip injury, I think. I think he'll be right for round one. But. Is, is he going to be properly viable this year, do you think? I don't think this year. But I think he will improve. But yep. I don't know if he'll be... Like when the real stuff starts, real midfield, that sort of stuff. Yep. I think he just is a bit small to dominate just yet. Like he needs yep. to fill out a little bit, I think. He feels like he could be a prodigious talent. Yeah, I'm, he's a huge under. I think he was the best underage scorer of last year's draft. Yeah. So he's got the fancy, um, the knack for it. But but if he's if you've kept him in your team. Oh, no, you're not worried about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, he's going to be a good one for the future, but, I think. Just don't know if the breakout comes this year, that's all. True. Yeah. Um, on some North players, so Zach Fisher had 114 points. I think the only thing I was really concerned about with him was, is he going to be best 22? Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case. Yeah. But I think with all the injury stuff now and the way they've kind of played with all three of the halfback flankers, which we'll kind of talk about with McKercher and um, Sheasel back there, I think they, they're going to work together. Um, and I think he's going to be – I think he plays round one. And I think it's just whether he holds his spot. But I think he does. Like they've got good disposals back there with McKercher and um, Sheasel. They can kind of afford to have someone like him who kind of just accumulates and links up and that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, I agree. Like the, the fact that I'm not sure 114 points is probably a no, true probably reflection not. of where no. he goes, but they've they've also given him a five year contract, so they're going to play him and test him out. And yeah. he also does have a hardened body, so yeah. he's probably likely to be the the cannon fodder for the likes of McKercher. He's a top 100 pick still uh, in the mock draft simulator. Do you yeah. reckon that's fair? As a listed as a forward. Uh, Feels feels a little early. Yeah, um, well, the forwards do fall away though. That's the thing. They do. Reed's they going do. highly. Reed's going super high just because he lists as a forward. Yeah, you know? but uh, I mean, yeah. Fish is still very young, so yeah. it, it it could be one of those little bit longer terms. See how he goes. Um, Josh Goda had seventy four points. He was good. He's playing a bit deeper than the other four. It's just I just don't see where all the points come from for all those. And yep. I think um, uh, who's their captain? Luke um, McDonald still hasn't uh, was he didn't play? Did he? No, nah, like he's got to come back in there. So and he plays. I think he play a pretty similar role to Goda. So he might push him out. Maybe uh, he he feels maybe a little bit more contested player yeah. than the rest. Of, so he could still fit into North Melbourne. Yeah. Um. But a- again, there, there's a lot of players vying for that distributor role. And how many of them? Like we talked about St Kilda. How many of them can you have in yeah. your side? And the other one was Cobb McKercher, Obviously, like everyone's talking about him this preseason. He only had the sixty three points. Is there concern for his, you know, mimicking of Harry Sheasel's first year now? Do we think that's probably less of a likelihood? Yeah, I, I think the expectations that if people have picked him up in draft thinking, oh, well, automatically he's Sheasel of last year. I think yeah. that's pro- even – it's not a judge on their talent. It's just a matter of I think more Sheasel was one really out of the block box yeah. and maybe having those level of expectations is probably a little unfair. Yeah, I think he still could average pretty well. But yeah, yeah, oh, like, it, yeah. Let, let's not make out that you're not taking him in your draft. Just, yeah, but it's just probably not going to be Sheezawisk. That's all. Agreed. Yeah. All right, that's all the players. Uh, we'll get through the rest quickly because we have ticked over an hour here. Um, so thank you to the gold members uh, for signing up. Uh, Andrew Glenn, Brendan Sacco, Dale White, Michael Moriarty, James Rocha, Chioli. I'm sorry if I cannot say that. I can't read right now. Um, <laughs> Niran Nitchingham, Brendan Bashford, uh, Justin Fawcett. Matt Oldfield, Sean, Sean Cunningham, Chum Senior. That's an interesting name. Chum. Yeah. I wonder what the parents are thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> James Phillips, uh, Martin Reynolds, Lucas Blattman, and Kevin Paul. All right. We'll fire through some questions and we'll wrap this one up. So the first one that comes from Phil Smeets. Dylan Stevens has looked good so far. What is the average this season? I'm going to say 75. Yeah, it's probably fair. I mean, again, I don't. I think he got 75 in the game on the weekend. But he's. I don't. But. He doesn't seem like he's going to be one of those breakout stars, given how much footy is bouncing around. He'll in the be back line. slightly better than he was at Sydney because he'll be on the ground. Yeah, because he's and he's just like a year more mature. Yeah, and stuff like that, fair. but not huge. You know what I mean? And probably just get a little bit more. Yeah, opportunity. Um, J Max asking, have you noticed a pattern with certain players popping in preseason and then not in the real stuff? If so. Which players should we temper our expectations on? Oh, I'm battling off the top of my head. But um, I, I definitely, like in previous years, um, have definitely seen a trend where that kind of happened. So, I don't know. Players I'm calling on for the seed. Like, nothing major, but people like Riley Bonner and stuff like that. Like, those kind of guys that are going to 
probably not be as prominent come the real stuff. Like Sam Berry was one we mentioned earlier. It's, it's more the ones that their their ceiling is probably higher in these games because yeah. of the way the stars are rested for a, you know longer than a quarter on the bench. Yeah. So they're, they're probably more inflated, yeah. which – you know, it, that doesn't mean that they can't get the footy and can't do it. They're just not at the top yeah. end of the tree. Just looking through the players to talk about. Tom Sparrow, I don't think he's going 113 each week, that sort of stuff. Yep. But, yeah, like like definitely there are – you just got you do have to kind of think, all right, all right what's going to happen, like, you know, in the real stuff, who wasn't playing, all that sort of stuff, and who was actually trying. Like so many teams look like they just did not give a shit as well. So and. Yeah, exactly. And I think the the likes, I think the next question here is, is, is Burton and Farrell going yeah, to exactly. go big Good this point. season Another with two, new probably. look in defence? And you feel like they, they could be quite serviceable, but I think that over 100 mark is, is quite unrealistic. 100%. So that was from Tom Oates. So thank you for that question. But yeah, I don't think Burton and Farrell, to answer your question properly, is, yeah, is, is not going to be sustainable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Nathan Ayres, this is the last question. I should have put the questions thing out earlier. I've had a very busy day, so I apologise for not getting enough questions. It's, it's, okay. it's okay, Hef. You yeah. jump back on the business class flight tonight and the private airline. Oh, I think I'm in row eight tonight. So, oh, wow. Yeah, and I think right I've got up. an aisle as well, so hopefully I'm going to sleep because I've been going since 2 a.m. Um, and, yeah, I'm very, very tired We're right almost now. there, Hef. Yeah. We're almost there. Uh, Nathan Ayres, um, which of the draftees, excluding the top three, Sanders, Reed, McKercher, uh, caught your eye the most? Who was a few? Sanders. Sanders? Sanders. I, I don't think you- Literally you, says, excluding Sanders. It's <laughs> not what you said. Anyway. Sorry. Um, uh, Darcy Wilson's been reasonably That's handy. That's my pick, yeah. That um, was my pick out of them. I think there's there's a couple of others sort of floating around, but like, I think- Like, Ari Schumann make a look good from a fantasy perspective. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just from a real football's perspective, I just don't know how well he's going to go. Like, So, that was another one. From that, though, like, I think most of them, you know, average pretty- pretty well accordingly, scored pretty well accordingly for what we saw. Or if they did play, like, it's more so they – I don't know if they play round one. Um, like, Caleb Windsor, for example, like, I think he goes at that level yep. round one, which is totally fine. Um, and he's listed as a forward, so it could be handy as well. Um, so, yeah, probably, the, like, those guys, I think, as well. So, yeah. But, yeah, I reckon Wilson as well was a big one for me. Anyways, thanks. Let's wrap it up um, so I can head back to the airport and go back to little old Adelaide. It was great having you, Hef. Thanks for having me in uh, studio um, stats, mate. That's all right, mate. It's great. Down. It was great, great fun. It was probably a little bit of a step down from studio Hef, but not, not well, too Well, I mean, we don't have 17 different <laughs> cameras around. Yeah, you notice there'll be no video no content. Tic- no TikTok dances going on yes. or anything like that. Not to get them out in between segments, so yeah, for sure. Anyways, that's a wrap. Uh, get around us on – actually, no, thanks. Where should people follow you first? Uh, probably just on, on X or Twitter. X? X. X. Yep, so you've got a million a- followers on there. A- Way AFL more popular stats, than mate. me. Yep. Um, X- <laughs> AFL stats, mate. Yep. yep. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get around uh, the Keeper League at Keeper League Pod on Facebook, X, TikTok, YouTube. Where else? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, we're there. We're you- there. YouTube. You said YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, all the places. Look out for that. Uh, um, look out for that social media content from the Marmalade Boys. Make sure you give that a share. Give it a like. Book your tickets to the live show. Book your tickets to the live show. That's something. How how are ticket sales going? Are we, uh, are we almost there? Less than a hundred left. I think there's wow. probably about ninety left. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. I've taken the day off. Yeah. Simply going to go catch up for breakfast beforehand, yeah. and then roll straight into lunch, and then into the footy after that. Yep. And yeah, I'll, I'll obviously take the day off too. So yeah. Oh, probably, nice. Probably nice. going to be there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm. I don't know what I'm going to do that day. Uh, it's going to be busy. We need to actually sit around. We're planning to actually plan it next week, so we'll have a better idea of what we're doing. Um, sign up to Game Day Squad. That's another thing. I need to plug a bit more. Um, they're looking after me again this season. So um, yeah, if you haven't signed up yet, uh, look at some links on my. I'll put a link in the description maybe this week. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a referral bonus that you get these days for signing up as well. So if you want an extra pack or whatever, and you want to give it a crack, head of round one. Uh, round zero. You actually play in round zero too, which is unlike other fantasy platforms too, which is quite good. So get on. So you want to get on ticking. now. Clock yeah, you want to get on now and build a team. So yeah, good fun with that one. I think there's 200 grand worth of prizes. Wow. I oh, know. There's just a lot of money. And like last year, K's won around. I won around. Like mm, that doesn't sound dodgy at all. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to claim it because I'm yeah. officially a partner, but K's isn't officially a partner, so he got to claim it. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of of our community actually winning good coin. Yeah. On Game Day Squad. So. G- given how many are playing, it feels like the people that are listening are that yeah. step ahead. And yeah. really. But the thing is with the capped one, you can only field like, a, it's like classic, you've got a salary cap. So yeah, get on. Like there's heaps of prizes, so it's going to be awesome. And um, yeah, I think that's all I need to plug for now. If I've forgotten about it, too bad. I'm too tired. Uh, see ya. Bye. Have a good week. Talk to you next week. Bye.